1: Hey guys, welcome to Starcaster Remarks. Before we start today's episode, we would just like to dedicate tonight's episode to the memory of Adam Johnston of the EIHL and of the Panthers. We pray for him, for his family, and we wish him and his family nothing the, but the best.
2: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. <sighs>
1: Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff K, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Uh, This is the official Dallas Stars podcast at THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. They are our official sponsor for this episode, this podcast, and all of THPN. The Dallas Stars win... My final score of five to three tonight and is accumulated by even better that the Rangers won three to one this evening as well. Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in Chris and James. Hey, guys, how's it going?
2: Wowza, what a game.
1: Which one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, uh, before we get into the stars, uh, I mean, the the Rangers pitching looks ridiculous right now. It, yeah, it, even. Even when all their players are
2: like dropping like flies, they still find a way to win the game. I mean, they're they're undefeated on the road so far. I, I don't know if that's true or not, actually. No, that's but that is percent true. Still true. That's insane. There is no reason that should be the case. That makes zero sense.
1: I don't know, but the the bullpen looks great. Uh Leclerc did his job and finished off the the night for us tonight. A couple of great pitches and uh the and Chapman only tried to soon. throw it away a little bit. We <laughs> so only a- allowed the one run this time. Yeah. But okay. Anyways, let's get into the Dallas Stars tonight, you guys. Um, so Dallas Stars do win by a final score of five to three this evening. Um, just initial thoughts from this game. Lots of good things for me tonight from the Dallas Stars.
2: It was five to three, but man, it was so much worse. I mean, the Stars should have scored 10 goals tonight is what it felt like. Duchene should have had three on his own. That whole third line, they switched the lines back together. They, they put Marchie, Dushane, and Sagan back together, and they were fantastic all night long. They were unstoppable. I mean, it, the only thing that kept this game semi close was Merzlikin and columbus just executing on almost every chance they had except for the one humongous save that otter made yeah and it made up for it by them executing on chances they didn't have exactly (laughs) Yeah.
1: so my big question chris is what's the deal with mason marchman i mean it was it the fact that he got relegated to the fourth line and he finally woke up or what why is he all of a sudden doing so much better well, the deal is he's back.
2: <laughs> but me and James talked about this last game, too. It's just his energy is back. It feels like the drive to play harder, play more physical, is back for whatever reason. Maybe it was being put on the fourth line. He realized, hey, I'm kind of sucking. I got to figure something out. Whatever it was, he, he found that energy again. He's He's got the pep in his step. He's got the want to. And he's been unstoppable. Should have had two goals tonight. One of them called back again. He's had more... Uh, called back for off-size goals then the majority of this team has goals yeah and and really <laughs> I think I think more of it is him
0: just going to the front of the net I mean that was not something he was doing the first four games and now he does it basically every time his teammates have the puck he just goes and sits in front of the net and hits
2: people and it goes in sometimes I mean it, that's just how it works that's how both of his almost goals almost went in well one of them did go in <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, let, let's talk about the rest of that third line because Marchmont was excellent tonight. He did a, a lot better. He still took a penalty. No, no, wait, no, he didn't. No, wait, no, he didn't. I, maybe I thought he took a penalty. I don't think Excuse so. Excuse me. No, he didn't. But uh, the person I really want to talk about also is uh, Duchesne. Duchesne actually gets on the score sheet tonight, he gets that goal in the third period to put the Stars up three to two, and they would never look back. You had to think that that was coming. He he is so much fun to watch, and like you said, Chris, uh, it, I'm noticing it more and more. He is very selfish with the puck, and not in a bad way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And, and selfishness, and it's confidence, really, is what it is. He he finds ways to get loose and create space, and then he'll dish it off. He, he's not just looking to pass off his problem, which I think is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And this is why, I mean, Duchesne and Marchment, Marchment had more points than Duchesne did. I think coming into this game, but we weren't worried about Dushane because of how good he was playing. And he finally breaks the bubble and hits two posts as well tonight. So he, he still deserves more than he's getting. And, and the thing about Dushane, I mean, we talk about
0: how he is selfish with the puck, but last game, he passed away a great opportunity to make some to get him going. I mean, mm-hmm. it was great a right in front of the net and he passes it away to Marchmont And that, that obviously kickstarted Marchman and he's been, amazing ever since
1: and as the third member of that line tonight Sagan has looked really really good uh the last couple of games and especially tonight I don't know if it was just maybe they're feeding off of Duchesne that's kind of what I feel like is kind of happening because he's playing excellent and the other two guys are kind of hopping on the bandwagon there getting some of their energy from uh, Matt Duchesne but Sagan looked really good tonight too. He had a couple of big chances. I think he hit a post or two. So I mean, mm-hmm. that whole and this is the third line we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> the, the semi third line, the two A two B. However you want to look at it, they looked great tonight. He led the team in
2: shots with five shots on goal, and he had a 62.5% faceoff percentage, second behind only his line mate Matt Duchesne, with 85.7. They That's won weird. every faceoff tonight. They were rolling. <laughs> that line is just. I mean. Duchesne was on top of it from the start of the season. He's been fantastic. Marshmick got going, and now they're just all feeding off each other is what it feels like. And, man, they they off each other, especially in that third period. Should have been three goals at least.
1: What's really interesting looking at the time on ice tonight is the – it is probably the most balanced, I guess is the word I'm looking for, that I've seen it for for the bit, for the majority of the season. I mean – like, for example, Sagan only got 15 minutes of ice time tonight, which is not very much for him. Normally he's up at 17, 17 and a half. But we're uh, when fine. you look...
0: We're, we're fully into the...
1: Four-line deal.
0: Four-line rolling. And and they're all rolling. I mean, the fourth line, even Smith played almost 12 minutes tonight, 11 and a half, and he had been playing nine before. I mean, we're rolling everyone and it's working. And, that, and also... That's what you're able to do against weaker opponents as well. I mean, we are playing a weaker team than the Maple Leafs, and we are able to roll our fourth line, then they can match up against most everyone on the other team still.
2: And that's also how you uh, suffocate the other team, though, too. I mean, because there was points in this game where it felt like we were on a power play for five straight minutes, and it's because you're rolling guys right on top, and it's in their zone the entirety of the time. That can only happen if you're rolling lines the way that we did. So, while yeah, that that may happen less when we're playing better teams, if we're playing at our best, we're still going to be doing that because it means all of our lines are going to be playing up to that, up to par.
1: What I really liked about this game is this seemed like the most complete 60 minute game that I think the Stars have played. Now, there were points that they could be better, but like at the end of the first period, I was like, how are we down two to one? Like I I didn't, yeah. it, it, it didn't feel like that. And I wasn't worried about it because of the way they played in the first period. And then they exploded in this in the second, especially the first half of the second period. It was just, I mean, it was tilted ice all the way down towards the Columbus zone.
2: Yeah. The, the points where they could be better this game were isolated plays and isolated incidences. It wasn't extended five minutes periods of time where we were hemmed up in our own zone. It was like, Oh, we made one bad play or they make an incredible saucer pass that gets slapped off the ice somehow and goes in. So, yeah, the the Stars were consistently the better team throughout the entirety of the 60 minutes tonight, and that's what we've been saying we've been wanting to see all season, and we got it tonight. Although one weakness that I
0: might point out is that we got scored on four on four again, which it was immediately and off the faceoff again, and it was the same type of play. I mean, it was... It's, it's identical, and it wasn't fixed at all.
2: And if we're going to negatives already, I mean, the power play as well looked better as the game progressed, but still isn't scoring, and that's just unacceptable for a power play that is as good as this power play should be. And the four-on-fours as well. I mean, that's still special teams. So the I, offensive slash, I guess, neutral side of special teams is not good enough this year, and there's no reason for it not to be good enough. I mean, I, we have all the pieces. Everything is still there. And, and like you said, James, we're making the same mistakes. Nothing It feels like nothing's changing. I feel like there was a little bit – it
0: was a lot better on the power play tonight purely just because we shot more. I mean, we had eight yeah. shots on three power plays, which is more than double what we had for average over the year on power play. So it's improvement. If we keep shooting like that, we will score. And there were times where Merzlikens just like flailed He's around and that.
2: somehow it stayed out of the net. Yeah, that's true. But when you're at this point in the season with what, three three power play goals? It's game seven. That's not this
0: point of the season yet.
2: I, I, I don't know. When you had a, a top five power play last season.
0: I mean, and we had we had stretches like this last season, too, though.
2: I, I can't remember ones this bad, but
1: not uh, to begin the season, I don't think.
2: Not, it wasn't to begin the season for sure, but he, he, we did have a couple of in, drier in spells, December, early February, it was I, very, very dry. I don't think it was this bad,
0: though. I think it was. Anyway. Well, <laughs> either way.
1: <laughs> well, Regardless. So one of the things that I did notice is, obviously, Pete DeBoer is kind of at a loss for the power play, to be honest with you, because... He, at one point towards the end of the game, they had a power play. I think they were already up a goal. They had a, and he just threw the third line out there, (laughs) the Duchesne line out there with uh, Nose Lundqvist and Thomas Hurley. He's just like, maybe this will work. (laughs) He's just throwing darts at the board and seeing if something worked, but uh, even they couldn't get anything going on the power play. So if you're looking at super negatives, that's probably the only one real thing that I did not like out of the Dallas Stars game tonight. Is there anything anything other super negative that you saw?
0: Otter kind of looked weird. He let like one or two squeak through, but I mean, when you you get the goal support tonight, and it was really it was really awkward interactions tonight as well for him. Like the goals yeah. that went in were yeah. very very awkward and not yeah. normal. So the the a third little one bit of understanding, but he did look like a little off.
1: Well, but it's because we're used to seeing him make ridiculous it, saves. It's like his that. it's
2: his first off game. That's basically yeah. what I'm saying. And it's, well, it
1: wasn't even an off game. Really. Yeah,
2: let's say I wouldn't even call it an off game. It was just his first not 950 save percentage guy. Right. Game. That kind of yeah.
1: <laughs> like so. Like let's go. So let's go through the goals. The the first goal by uh, Vokonov, Voronkov. Sorry, it just Voronkov, That that, that, that just somehow, kind of bounced man. off of him and it went past him. Yeah. The second goal was a knuckle puck. Okay. It was a knuckle book. And then the third one, There's, it was a perfect bounce off of the backboards, and he had no chance at it. After and the even then, was he was close.
0: Yeah, the game uh, was over. At and, and he does that pretty repeatedly, actually. When the game is over, he'll let in a late one like that. So it's weird how he does that. I, I, we never talk about it because it doesn't ever matter. It's always after it's like two, three gold lead, but he does it quite often. But, it but your make point
1: stats look better or worse, but still, your it, point I mean, is taken, is Ryan.
2: They were weird goals. I mean, it was a weird game. The Stars hit five posts. Six. <laughs> it, I think they had six, six posts. There it was a lot. It, it was a crazy game. The fact that we were trailing at it, we were trailing going into the. No, It was tied going into the third period. This game was tied going into the yes. third period. Unbelievable. I mean, it did not feel that way at all. So it's just overall a weird game, but we just overcame the weirdness with sheer force and just dominated the game start to finish and the score ended up up the way it should have been all along
1: so we talked about the third line aka the 2b line but let's let's kind of talk about all three of the top lines all three of the top lines get involved in the scoring tonight which is exactly what you want if you're the Dallas Stars you want some you can't just rely on the top line to kind of be your guiding force all the time. You got to get goals from your depth. And that's primarily one of the reasons why Matt Duchesne was signed uh, in replacement for Max Domi is because we were looking for a little bit more offense. That's why Craig Smith comes in, even though he's on the fourth line, he's already got two points in the young season for a fourth liner. That's pretty good. And the, that depth scoring I think is going to be even more critical as we go up against these better teams, if that makes any sense. And I think we finally saw it more consistently tonight.
0: Yeah. That's how we pulled away tonight. I mean, the first two goals are first, first line goals. I mean, Hartley obviously figured out something playing with that first line. He's like, if the first line has the puck, I'm crashing the net. I'm going straight towards it. And it's worked (laughs) twice now. So he has two goals because of Jason Robertson and the first line. And, Then the second one's just the first line winning a face-off and tipping it while someone's in front of the net, which is just kind of basic. Weird that it wasn't Pavelski, but it's the same thing.
1: So, like I said in the second period, it just felt like it was a complete shooting gallery on Elvis mercer by the Dallas Stars there. The the only thing that really kind of turned it around was the Mason Marchment no-goal i mean that really was the turning point in in the second period when the the blue jackets were like oh crud! i guess we really better sh- start trying to play the uh to play the puck more and, and get it down into the zone but uh, again all of the stuff that it looked like they were getting it didn't look all that dangerous they, they had some chances i'll be honest but a lot of their stuff it seemed to come from the point and just basically crashing the net
2: yeah it, it was definitely trying to get a little bit of luck uh especially in the second period, that they, they were looking to get anything going. And that meant once they were in the zone, the puck was on the net. I mean, there there was no <laughs> waiting around for the Blue Jackets. They were trying to get a greasy one to go in. And luckily, they didn't, they didn't get another one, at least.
1: <laughs> so one of the other things I wanted to talk about, and it's because I didn't write their names down very much tonight, but uh, the defense, the, the, the defensemen tonight, I didn't write their names down very much tonight, which is a good thing. Because normally when I'm writing their names down, it's probably Hawk and Paw, Suter, or sometimes Lindell, you know, with some kind of rough turnovers. But the thing that I noticed about it was even though some of those turnovers still did happen, the forwards were actually coming back and they were doing a really good job in making sure that the puck actually did get out of the defensive zone when those turnovers happened.
2: Yeah, and, and how, how dare you call a Hawkpaw and Suter after such great games tonight. Plus two for Hawk and Paw. You know how much I love that <laughs> stat. 19 minutes time on ice. Ryan Suter with the assist and the plus one with also 19 minutes time on ice. So they were actually very good tonight.
1: So quietly having a really good season. Wyatt Johnston, two goals, three assists, five points, and just seven games here in the young season. It's been uh,
2: it's, yeah, it's not that quiet. It's it's yeah.
1: been
0: insane. It's he he's the best one on that line, and we thought that that Ben was still going to be the best one on that line, but no, he he came out and it was instant too. He he's he's not. It, it, last season, it felt like he was kind of like feeling out some teams. You know, he was seeing what he could get away with, how much he could go, how hard he could go. This year, he's just going all out. He looked like he was just trying to maul everyone in game yeah. one. He feels and very he, aggressive, and and it's been that way. The in, tired season so far. Yep.
1: Another player that had a really good night tonight was uh, was Daddy. Evgeny Dodonov had a excellent night tonight. And what's even more surprising is the amount of ice time that he had tonight was not very high, and yet he still had a goal and an assist. So he was super effective in the time that he was given 11 minutes and 32 seconds. That's yeah, it. I think
2: the time on ice was only due to power play penalty kill and a little bit of four on four. I think he doesn't really play in really any of those situations. No, he does not.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he he was getting, he probably would. he was getting tried out a little bit on Mooring skate on some different power play units. So they, they were mixing him in a little bit, but he didn't see any of that
0: actually. It, at night. it does seem really weird that he's not like, on the power play just sitting at the bottom of the zone because that's where he's so good at. It feels like he would (laughs) work there so well. Who are you gonna take out? (laughs) That's (laughs) the problem. I don't know. Well he's He's being on the top too though. It's like
1: (sighs) hey guys, it's Ryan here. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there either. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Just one example here is Thursday Night Football on the 12th The Broncos are at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs right now, their money line is at minus 520, and the Broncos are at a plus 390. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee Partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources. (laughs) Well, so this is another one that someone kind of asked me about what question wise was, Should we be worried about uh, Jason Robertson and his lack of goals right now? Because, yes, he's got, I think, six or seven points on the season, but he's got, like, five assists, which this is normal for him. Like, if he's not scoring goals, he is still finding a way to contribute offensively. And especially, we saw that a ton last year when uh, he went through, like, I think it was like a seven or eight-game point streak where he just had assists. Yeah, no goals. (laughs) So, so. I'm not worried because he's still setting people up. He set up uh, Rope Hintz's Pavelski goal tonight. And, uh, yeah, he has two so, primary assists. Yeah, two primary yeah, so assists. so I'm not worried.
2: <laughs> the two, the two, the the first two goals that were scored were both him. So, yeah, I'm not worried either. Uh, maybe shoot a little bit more. I mean, he's not shooting as crazily as he was last year when he was shooting pretty much every time he touched the puck. But that worked but, last year, so
0: maybe get a little bit more to that and he's done it in some games too. I mean, he had one game where he had like seven shots or something. I mean, yeah. it's it's still there. I just feel like so- sometimes I I don't know, maybe it's some hints shooting more too cuz hints has that's been shooting true. a little bit more and it, deservedly too because he really needs to be. But that that might if hints has a bigger year, that's probably going to reflect on Robertson too cuz you can there's only so much time that you can have the puck when you play on the same line. Yeah. Yeah. As same long as Robe. he's a point
2: per game guy, who cares? Right.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Rope Hans, did y'all see he was the fastest Dallas Stars player in history to reach 250 career points?
2: And then he was the fastest to reach 251.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. i hate you. <laughs> <I'm> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Okay. Uh, I- I don't really have much other to talk about other than one other thing and it's very minor. Uh I hope that Delandria stays in the lineup over Steel. I, I and it's nothing against Steel. I like Steel. And and maybe it's just a per- personal preference thing and delhi has been around for it seems like for forever now. But do y'all have a it's not that big a deal, but do you have a preference on who's in and who's out?
0: I uh, Delhi is nice because you can play him on the penalty kill. And we played him on the penalty kill a lot tonight. He had the most shorthanded time on ice among forwards. But, I mean, Steele has a little bit more upside. He crashes the net more. He already has a goal for the team, basically, because, I mean, that was the Hentz goal that he was crashing in. Or, no, the Miro Heskinen goal that he was crashing in on. That's why Miro scored, is because Steele's just, like, crashing the net, trying to get something. But... I it's it's tough because I don't know how much steel really plays on the penalty kill. And that's really where Delhi shines through. But like you don't see the offense from Delhi. I mean, he, he gets in the offensive zone, he looks good when he's in there, but he, he just never scores and it feels like he never creates enough.
2: Yeah. I've actually been really enjoying seeing those guys swapping. I feel like whenever the new guy is in, he's got more energy. He's trying to make himself be seen, especially in the first periods of games. I think that little bit of extra pep on that line is actually a good thing. So I wouldn't mind seeing this just flip back and forth all season long, unless one person like genuinely just takes a huge step and fully outplays the other guy, but I don't see that happening. I think they're both strong, aggressive guys play pretty similar, just steals a little bit stronger on the puck. I think a little bit bigger guy, Dilly's got the defensive acumen like James was saying, but I, I think they both have good qualities and I think they should both play.
1: We just need to add a 13th forward to to an Fifth NHL line officer, right? Make a there fifth line. Make fifth a fifth launch. line just just for <laughs> Sam Steele. Uh for me with Delandria, I, he just the, the one thing that makes him a little bit more desirable to me than steel and maybe it's i just haven't seen enough of steel is i've talked about it he's a swiss army knife like if if someone gets hurt you can throw him on that third line uh with with ben and johnston or with uh ben and dodonoff and he it, it might be a step slower but he, does, he doesn't look out of place if that makes any sense and he, he can fill in on in those middle six roles at a very minimal time if I, need be
0: i see where you're coming from with that but steel can fulfill that too
2: we just he hasn't had the opportunity right. on our team that's yes. what
1: that. right exactly that's exactly what i'm saying,
2: I'm saying. that's also why i think having both guys going would be good as well as if a guy goes down i mean these guys have been playing all yeah. season it's not like they're cold or anything and even in if you get to the playoffs even you're in a playoff series it's big hard hitting yeah. you need some meat on the ice you put steel in over delhi i mean that's a I mean, great option to have you having, take a lot more penalties you put delhi back in for the penalty yeah. kill i mean having that option and having two players that play similarly both definitely fulfill a fourth line role but have their own strengths and weaknesses i mean that's a great tool to have as a coach even going into a series or something
1: like that that's yeah. a good and, point
0: and that's just a great 13th forward i mean last year that's what we on. had We had Kiwi as our 13th forward, which like Kiwi's great, but he He is is always going, he's always going to play on the fourth line. That is where Kiwi slots in. And he was just a worse to landry. He was the same size, same guy, just a little bit worse. (laughs) And and you can fit Delhi and Steele anywhere up to like the second line at, at points, and it could work. I mean, they they're not they don't have to be the goal scorers either. We have enough forwards on this team that can score goals. They can play anywhere and just set up people and that, that would be enough.
1: Last thing I'm going to do uh biggest winner, biggest loser. There's a really obvious biggest loser for me tonight. Uh, the starts to games. The, the stars have not been starting on time. They've been starting kind of slow. They start off really good today. Obviously it takes less than 30 seconds for them to get the goal. It's a beautiful goal from uh, Thomas Harley there uh, with help from the first line, but then they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. So so the but then the stars in the period down two to one. So again, I'm I'm a little bit concerned, but not I, fully concerned because I saw the way they played and I knew they would still win the game. Yeah. But I still would like to see them with a lead going into the first intermission.
0: And and part of what doesn't concern me is that we did we, we started the first line at the beginning of every single period today. I mean the first line was playing the first shift and they looked good every single time they did it. They scored on the first one. And honestly, if you don't get the unlucky goal against, I think the stars probably continue to roll. Cause that, that goal was against the flow of play as well. We had just hit a post on the other side of the ice and it comes back and it bounces off. Someone hits their foot goes in. I mean, and then, and then it felt like we were just, we were taking on water for the next like two, three minutes and, until we finally got it back.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with both of y'all. I, It definitely would be concerning if I didn't watch the first period. But I watched the first period, and I know the Stars outplayed the Blues for every single point of that period. The Blue Jackets. (laughs) They're basically the
1: Blues.
2: (laughs) They outplayed the Blue Jackets for all but two plays. And one of those plays is pretty lucky. So, I mean, yeah, it's worrying that we haven't had great first periods, but we did have a good first period, and it just got kind of unlucky.
1: Stars go in, they take care of business against a much inferior team. This is exactly what we want. This is exactly what we want to see from the Dallas Stars. We just would like to see them kind of do a little bit better about against these, uh, quote-unquote, other Stanley Cup contenders. We played Vegas really well. We just got to see that uh, continue against some of these uh, bigger teams. Vancouver coming up actually has looked very good, surprisingly, to start the season, so that'll be interesting as the Stars start They're six out of seven of the next seven games on on the road. But um, let's go ahead and do our biggest winner and biggest loser and close it up for the evening. James, who's your biggest? Do we want to do biggest winner first? Let's do biggest
0: biggest
2: winner first. first,
1: Yeah, Yeah, let's do it because I want to rant about the biggest loser.
0: I am going to go with Thomas Harley. Has almost 20 minutes of time on ice tonight. Has the first goal, and it was a big goal, and he's crashing with the first line. And he's obviously learned something and we're putting him there consistently with the first line on the ice. So something's working there. Hopefully that continues. And that was just just
2: good awareness to crash and go on the rush with the best player on the team. Yeah, I'll give mine to the obvious one. Matt Deshane was absolutely insane tonight. I mean, he should have scored three goals easily. He should have had a hat trick. I mean, he should have he should have six goals already this season. But I, this is just the beginning. If he keeps playing this way, he will have an incredible season. He'll be the best third-line player by far in the NHL.
1: I'm going to give mine to Wyatt Johnson tonight because he has very sneakily been one of the star's best forwards. And they've had a lot of good forwards uh, this this year. Someone was trying to tell me that like Robe Hentz has been the best forward. I, I still disagree. It's It's been Joe Pavelski. But for tonight, Wyatt Johnson gets my biggest winner. Okay, I mean,
0: Wyatt Johnston is starting to come in and try to take it from Pavelski, too, honestly.
1: Pavelski just does it at, at opportune times. He, the way he does it, it, and yeah, I have to admit, a part of it is his age, too. Just the fact that he's able to do what he can do at his age is amazing to me. So, anyways, uh, do we all have the biggest loser tonight? The same biggest loser? Yeah. I think we do. Chris, you want to do it?
2: The biggest loser is Bally Sports Group. The, the <laughs> just to set the so okay so Valley Sports app website everything was closed tonight it was shut down after they tried to update the app okay so it was an update it's not like they did nothing and oh it just broke um there's a post by Valley Sports Help which I guess they made their own page because they've been having so many problems with their application they had to make a separate Twitter page great uh, saying <laughs> that there is an outage by their their service provider. Not by them. They updated their own app, but it's their service provider's fault, I'm sure. Great. Love that. Okay, cool. So it's a technical difficulty, and their whole service is shut down, so I'm sure it's all hands on deck. They're going to get this taken care of. Look at you split, right? We are 10 minutes away from hour six of all of their servers being shut down. And this is not just for the stars or just the Mavs or just whatever regional baseball network would have been on. Now, if it wasn't the playoffs, this is all belly sports, everything. And th- it's not like we're just paying for some rinky dink TXA 21 local coverage news team to broadcast these games. They are asking for $240 every single year for this product. $240. That is not a small amount of money, and they can't even show the games that they promised to show you. And while doing all that, all of their social media teams continue to post the games and the highlights as if nothing is going wrong. <laughs> now for my own personal <laughs> upsetness, I had to watch this game on Spectrum's live TV thing, which always for some reason with Bally sports is does not work at all i've contacted them they, they don't know what's going on either and they're very helpful people inform me that they cannot help um but anyway i watched it on that app anyway and it flickers constantly if you watched it on the spectrum.com tv whatever website you will know what i'm talking about it flickers and static out and now I have a terrible headache. It's not from the yelling. I promise it's not. It's, I yell like this all the time and never get headaches. It's from the stupid screen flickering at me constantly. So, Bally, you suck. You steal money. Your website's not worth it. I hope your entire company goes bankrupt, and I'm suing you for my headache.
1: Chris, I think that was like a four-minute rant. That's that impressive. was impressive. That was impressive and it it, it kept me entertained the whole time too yes preach chris preach so all right well i i agree with you come on just just go bankrupt just just go bankrupt and let somebody else take it yes give up give up (laughs) like like no one likes you valley sports go nobody
2: likes you everything you've done is terrible stop (laughs) get some help
1: Okay. Well, and we don't hate the people on Bally Sports. We should be very clear, because there's those a lot of good, on Bally like,
2: Sports are hired by the stars. The only yeah. good part about the broadcast is not even Bally Sports.
1: Well, there's also there. There's yes, oh it's those goodness. guys. But that but all the people that work and do the games, it's we're not mad at them at all. They're just doing their job. Who knows? Maybe it is they the work for older, the stars too. No, it is the older, it is the upper management of Diamond Sports Group that screw everything up. The spooky so, music
2: that was on tonight on Valley Sports, though, a plus. That was fantastic. Yeah. Did y'all hear the spooky music? <laughs> that was great. Whoever he goes on the spooky an, music. Oh love man,
1: it Chris. He goes on an epic rant and then he finishes by complimenting them Amen. spooky music. <laughs> what can I say? Okay, all right. It's already getting late. We're at thirty-five minutes, guys. But anything else before we wrap it up? No, no.
0: Uh, this, all right, guys. So the, the meter oh. if you want to mention it, is the oh, most yeah. lopsided yeah. it's been all season. So but don't tell me, that, don't
1: tell me. I don't tell. I'm gonna guess. Guess, gonna Ryan. Guess. guess. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna say eighty-three percent. Thirteen to eighty-seven. Oh my gosh, I'm way off.
2: This is way via off. moneypuck.com, the official. Uh, Fake stats, of I, it's, cards, it's fake stats yeah. but they're great.
0: Uh, but yeah, this was the most one-sided fake stats game we've had.
1: <laughs> yeah, crazy. And it was only a two-goal game. Go figure. <laughs> only two-goal two cool. game. Yeah, go figure. Okay. Anyways, guys, thank y'all for tuning in. There's 18 of y'all that are crazy enough to stay up with us at 1040 on a Monday night, so we appreciate y'all. There's even more of you who are listening later. We appreciate y'all as well. And uh, we will be back with you guys again on Wednesday, Wednesday night, Wednesday night when we go against, against the Calgary, Calgary. Flames yep. and then the next night is against the Oilers, right?
2: Uh, yes, I believe probably. Probably. That, that would really make true. sense.
1: Two teams that have been struggling as of late. And uh, yeah, so along with Chris and along with James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Chris, take us out.
2: GG, boys.